are listening to Journaling with PT. I am your host, artist PT Russell. Today, I want to introduce you to one of the most brilliant artists I've ever met. His name is Avery Gibbs, and he's going to take you on a journey to his world of the weirdos of another universe. Hello. Hi, VT. <laughs> Today, I have a brilliant artist, a graduate of the Ontario College of Art and Design, also known as OCAD. Brilliant. Now, Avery, you're right off of your first uh, solo exhibition, and just a few months ago, how did that go for you? Um, it w- it was nice. Like, uh, I mean, it was a it was a a little bit ago. It was uh, at the beginning of the year, but um, yeah. I mean, it was just. I guess I I hadn't had a chance to really see all my work all together yeah. like that before. So I guess it was just a really. Um, I guess it, it was it was just nice to see it all together. It's kind of like all the years of work so far kind yeah. of all culminating in that show. And that was spectacular for anyone who missed it. Spectacular. The, the, the colors were just mesmerizing. It's like you had the whole uh, side of that wall just, uh, you know, illuminated with the beauty of your art. Uh, this wonderful experience yes i had (laughs) and uh, yeah and so um, i was curious about when did you start actually start art or painting um i drew a lot as a kid like um i didn't really start painting Mm -hmm. until high school i guess but i drew all the time as a kid like um Mm -hmm. that was always my thing was drawing um but uh yeah it was mostly like i mean as a kid i would mostly just um draw whatever i was really into like it wasn't like necessarily like fine art based or anything like that it was just uh you know what any any other interest that i had if i yeah like that you have when you're a kid um i would just express that interest by drawing whatever it was repeatedly all the time (laughs) (laughs) so you use mostly like pencils crayons yeah yeah pencil pencil crayons marker you know i had my have my sketchbooks and uh yeah yeah that's what i would always do um and what was a young avery interested in at the time you said you were interested in whatever you were interested in (laughs) uh you know whatever uh you know whatever a little kid would be interested in you know like um Uh, you know, really young, it would just be like, you know, you draw cars or whatever. And then, you know, you'd, you know, I I definitely had, uh, my Star Wars phase. I drew Star Wars stuff all the time. Yeah, we all did. We all did. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, and, uh, at a certain point I loved, I mean, I still love football. So, uh, I always drew the football players and I loved the colors of the uniforms and all that. (laughs) Yeah, and what which uh, team did you have a favorite player or team? Just out of curiosity. 
Um, this is going to sound funny to anybody who actually knows football, but uh, my favorite team was always the Arizona Cardinals because when I started watching, <clears throat> when I the year that I started watching happened to be the year that they went all the way to the Super Bowl. Oh. Um, but they're ordinarily that was that's pretty unusual for them. They're not usually have one of the better teams. <laughs> yeah, I I'm curious Arizona what was it again? <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. Cardinals. Yeah. Uh yeah, what, what attracted you to this team? I mean, I know it's a little off of a little segue, but I'm just curious. Um I mean, I started watching them because uh my dad loved the, loved the player Kurt Warner. Okay. He okay. Kurt Warner used to play for St. Louis Rams and they were really good back in the day. Um but uh, he started doing good. He started playing for the Cardinals and they started doing well. So we started watching Arizona games cuz he would be like you should watch Kurt Warner. <laughs> okay, it's for for Kurt Warner. And then, okay. uh, and then just that basically nobody expected them to be any good or like to pose a serious threat at all and then right they ended up going all the way to the super bowl and getting really close to winning so i think i just really loved the whole um underdog uh, yeah story of it and i kind of related to i mean maybe as like a quieter kid and as an artist Mm -hmm. I yeah. kind of related to sort of the underdog overlooked sort of identity that they had. Yes. And so that was, that's kind of why they've always been. So Avery, uh, about your, your choice of colors and your palette, uh, what what inspires that? What influences uh, what colors you choose? Um, I would say, hmm, I guess. I mean, obviously, I choose my colors based. Obviously, I consider you know what the feeling of the painting would be. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just a matter of like. I haven't used this color in combination with this color yet. And I think that would be interesting. So I want to see how that would turn out. Sometimes the color is a matter of, sometimes it's a matter of thinking of choosing colors that are purposely not earth-like. Right. Or seem like uh, another world or something. Which gets us in, takes us into this journey to this other world that you've created. Yeah, called Weirdos of Another Universe. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so take us take us for a deep dive into into this world that you created. Um, so this is a body of work that follows its paintings, and they follow a general story about a small population of humans that find themselves in this alien world, and the paintings sort of follow them as they learn and grow and sort of find their way within this world Mm -hmm. and it's just about the feeling of entering another world and sort of that feeling of being an outsider that you have when entering a new environment um and sort of i mean you know whether it's like maybe you um 
you know, you uh, are beginning a different phase of your life, you're entering a new career yeah. path, you're starting down, um, or you're, you know, you move to a new place, you're getting used yes. to being in a new place, or maybe you're just, you know, the world changes around you, the situation is suddenly different, and you're adjusting to that. Um, Everyone can relate to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, my mm-hmm. most personal connection, I mean, for me, you know, mm-hmm. what the perspective that influences it is just kind of the natural feeling of being an outs the natural outsider feeling that you have just from being an artist I guess um but I don't want it to just be I like to describe it more in a broader sense to make it Mm -hmm. apply more than just uh you know to more people than just that you know yes yeah it is it is fascinating when I first saw that, especially this this one particular piece is always my favorite. I think it's called uh, "How to Play." How do you pronounce that? Learning how to play Baltobian toss. Bal- Baltobian. Yeah. <laughs> Baltobian toss. The colors, and uh, just uh, I mean, they just are so alluring, and uh, caught my eye right away. And I, you know, I just this has this energy as well. Uh, that that particular piece is my favorite, but all of your pieces are gorgeous. And um, again, it's amazing what you have created, how you've created this whole world. Um, I was curious about, will you extend this world? Is this world ever ending, never ending? Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I I like to, as in like, if you mean like, am I going to just keep going with the series? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I plan to keep going. Like, I don't, I don't make the pieces chronologically. Like to me, it's, you know, I'll have an idea and then I'll kind of, you know, as I'm working on it or maybe towards the end of the process, I'll usually have an idea of like, if I was to order these paintings kind of chronologically, this one would probably fit around Mm -hmm. the beginning or around the middle or the end or whatever um usually it just has to do uh whatever sort of the sense i have of the you know the human in the picture if it seems like in this painting they're sort of out of sorts and they're uh you know haven't made themselves like haven't gotten used to this environment that they're in in the painting then that's yeah. probably more towards the beginning of, a, of the story, maybe. Um, whereas right. if it's a painting where they seem sort of more, uh, more comfortable, they're more, they found their place more where they fit in, um, mm-hmm. then that's probably something I would place more towards the end of the story in my head. Or like, I guess the closest thing to like the way that I have them all ordered on my website I guess is the way that I think of them like chronologically as a story, but um, I like to leave it pretty loose. Like that's why I I don't have like one specific character that I follow through this story. Um, Cause I mean, I always say it's a small population of humans in this alien world, but most of the paintings, a lot of them only picture one human figure just so that, you kind of get right. get the personal perspective um, of the situation, um, but I kind of like I like 
the small population as opposed to just one singular figure or like one yeah. singular person human in the story just because it kind of call, recalls the idea that you're never alone in whatever situation you're in even if you feel like you are there's always even and even if you're part of a minority um yeah. there's still other people around you not too far who are experiencing a similar thing yes it's um I, you know, everything is, like I said, everything's so fascinating about it. even the titles that you choose. Uh, where does inspiration come from? The, how to play Baltobi and Toss, for example. <laughs> where does that come from? Um, that one, I don't, that one was an earlier paint. That one was from earlier on. Most of the time, oh. I guess that's the tricky thing with coming up with made up words. Because <laughs> they have to, <laughs> I mean, they can't already exist. So usually... When I uh, when I'm trying to come up with a name for something that isn't you know a made up word, um, usually I end up having to like you know Google the word and make sure it doesn't already exist and make sure it doesn't already mean something in a different language that people are going to interpret it as having something to do with even though it doesn't and uh, yeah, basically that's... and a common but you know also a combination of sounds that you know, sound good together. Yeah. That sounds really good. At least that particular title. I've uh, watched your, your channel extensively because just to watch you with the art and, and then you have this uh, segment with the uh, the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Are you playing the guitar or is that air guitar? No, that's me. Um, uh, oh, awesome. I, uh, so the first, so I have on my channel right now, I have, four videos where I actually do paintings. So I have four painting videos. And so for the first two, I just used music that, you know, from songs or from instrumental parts from songs that I like that I thought would fit the video time-lapse portions well. Mm -hmm. And um, that were, you know, and I really, I think that, you know, musically it works really well. In the video, I was happy with it. The only problem is that um their video like it's music it's not free music like they're just from bands you know stuff that i have from cds that i have um because i want to use music that's you know that is true to me like i don't want to a lot of the the background music or like the free copyright free music that you can use on youtube it's kind of like slow and just kind of background music it doesn't carry the energy that i want the music in my videos to carry so i use like faster guitar or rock music um you can play you can really play i i I knew it sounded like it was you but i never we never had a conversation about your your skill as a guitarist (laughs) yeah yeah oh thanks well yeah so um after the second video there was there was um after the second video, I decided I didn't want to, I wanted to have, you know, so YouTube would always give me like a, a copyright claim saying it recognized this song and this song by this <laughs> artist. In my oh, video. man. So, um, and it would, one, one of the songs that I had would always get blocked, always get my video blocked just in Russia for whatever reason. Oh, wow. Um, so I was like, okay, well, that's okay. But I'd still rather not have it blocked anywhere (laughs) precisely so i was like okay well i'll play i know how to play the guitar i'll just make up my own music 
and play that in the video. That's awesome. And it works so well because you're playing uh, those, uh, these art, you call it art jam. Yeah. Art jam. Paint. Well, art jam rocks, to be honest. And because you're playing and, and you're, you're painting and they go so well together. Do you normally listen to rock music as you paint or what kind of music do you listen to? Um, yeah, yeah. It's usually, um, mm -hmm. usually rock metal. Sometimes, uh, sometimes I'll listen to podcasts or like, interviews mm -hmm. youtube videos too like i think um uh more recently for a while it was more more recently it was like youtube um interviews and podcasts and stuff having to do with you know whatever different things music um oh, it's, it's i like actually listening to interviews with creative people because when, cause when um, you hear them talking about their their art or their music or whatever um, and getting deep into their creative process and you're listening to that while you're doing your creative thing, it it's, helps inspire you while you're uh, making your work. Yeah, now you can listen to yourself. <laughs> uh, I, I probably won't do that. <laughs> but Why not? <laughs> you have to. Uh, 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 that's just great. Um, one of the things that, because um, uh, your art is just like multidimensional. It looks like it really takes you into another world. So uh, folks are listening, creatives, artists, uh, just the art lovers, you have to check out his channel. It's, the channel is... Oh, it's just my name, Avery Gibbs. With an E. Yeah. I'll have everything in the show notes later. But um, yeah, the the sketching that you do, uh, I know, noticed that you did sketching on paper, but do you ever sketch on your canvas at all? No. Okay. No, yeah. I, I don't like, um, well, most of the time, well, I was, yeah, I mean, I always found that if I drew on my canvas, like the the pencil, the graphite would mix in with the paint that I would paint over top of it, and it would kind of muddy the paint a bit. Um, and yeah, and I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Yeah, I typically I like to paint shapes. I don't like to paint lines and then fill them in. Even though I, on some of my paintings, you can like on. I think on my most recent video, I kind of did that. I kind of like outlined my shape and then filled it in <laughs> but yeah um other times i just like to um just paint the shapes without outline like it's hard to explain i don't know if i'm yeah. doing a very good job explaining that but um yeah you're pretty good yeah because I, I was just yeah because what the the sketching and i didn't see any grids on your sketch and i was wondering how you kind of transfer that to canvas uh and your video about i didn't see it in your video but i was like fascinated about that about how you uh, would remember where everything is is it just because of just practice um how i remember where like like um how i transfer my small piece everything on the small piece of paper yes to, to your canvas the larger canvas um i just eyeball it and you know use um like uh you know it's about you know if one thing if one part of the picture if one uh structure or form goes to about a third of the way 
from the left side of the canvas. I'll make it, make sure, okay, I'll, I'll paint it onto the, sorry, if it goes about a third of the way from the, the left side of the drawing on my right. piece of paper, then when I do it on the canvas, I'll be like, okay, I'll make sure I draw it or paint it so that it's about, it goes until about a third from the left of the canvas. Um, but a lot of it's, you know, like I usually, if I have a drawing, if I draw it out, then I have a pretty good idea in my head of what I want it to look like as a painting and sort of the, this, this space, this, um, the logic behind the spacing in it. Okay. Um, so like it's a two dimensional drawing, but yeah. I understand it in my head three dimensionally. Okay. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that makes things a little clearer because I was trying to figure out, I know some people sketch either with paint or marker or graphite or whatever onto this, onto the canvas and then paint it in. And uh, yeah, or they have a grid system or they do a transfer, or, you know, all these things. And about tuning, you tone or not to tone? Do you tone? Do I tone? Yes, it don't tone your canvas. Uh, sometimes I think there was an experiment you had where you you're, you're trying whether or not you're going to tone and put the colors on or yeah. just leave it white. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, usually I don't. Um, but in that video, yeah, that you saw, I I did paint um paint the canvas purple before I painted the uh, painted the painting on top of it. Um, so it um it has its share of um benefits and drawbacks you know from mm -hmm. what i found uh like i think the benefit is if you paint if you paint your canvas like with a mid-tone color before painting over top of it with you know the painting that you want to make um, i find that it helps it come together a lot quicker in the beginning because one of the most difficult things about painting on top of just a blank white canvas is that that white color is going to be brighter than every single color that you have in your painting just right. just about anyway so it's like until you have all of the white covered up the highlights mm -hmm. that you have painted in your painting aren't going to look like highlights because they're still going to be darker than the white canvas that's still showing right. and so that makes it a little confusing and then once and everything else looks darker in comparison to that little bit of white that you still have showing um, until you get that white covered up. And then suddenly the whole painting looks lighter than it did. <laughs> and you usually have to go back in and darken areas and whatnot. But um, at the same time, I found that when I did that video where I did have the underlayer of color, right? Um, I found I used oil paint. And maybe I, um, I don't know, I just found that when I painted the painting up top of it, the first layer of paint kind of got absorbed a little bit by the underlayer. Okay. And it kind of caused, I, caused that, the paint that I put over top of it to kind of lose a bit of its vibrance. So I ended up having to go back over everything. Oh. <laughs> and re sort of reestablish it, which it ended up looking better in the end than it would have. Um, that's what's important. Yeah, it, it, it ended up <laughs> the result. The, the result was great. Like it ended up um, turning out better, I think, than had I just painted 
that first layer and it didn't lose any of its vibrance. Uh, I still yeah. think the end result was better, um, but it was just a lot more work, a lot more painting at the end. <laughs> yeah, it's um, beautiful. And I'm hoping that everyone checks out Avery's video, cha video, uh, his video channel on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, Avery Gibbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, on his website as well. Well, I have those things in the show notes. But in closing, uh, speaking about your, your education at the Ontario College of Art and Design, uh, what is one of the most useful skills you, you'd say that you'd learned uh, from being in art school? Um, useful, like... For art, you mean like like yes. as far as being an artist? And... I mean, it can be anything. It can be anything. Um, I would say like the biggest thing that I learned from art school, and from being around all my creative peers, mm -hmm. um, in in as it pertains to like creating art, um, would be how to think intuitively about my art, I guess, or like. Um, it's hard to explain, but it's like not trying to think practically about everything. Just like mm -hmm. I'm, I'm trying. Yeah, no, that's okay. I, I, I understand. To like, it's giving you a different perspective on on your process, eh? Like sometimes you know that something when you have an idea that's good, like that excites you. Mm -hmm. but there isn't like a logical reason as to oh it's because it's about this or it's because it means this it's just like learning to follow those ideas even though that follow those ideas that excite you um even if you don't fully understand why mm -hmm it is that they excite you and just work with them and sort of follow your gut and being like, you know, if there's a certain part of the picture that you know is working and there's, but you know, there's another part that you just sort of intuitively know isn't right and you need to fix it. Yeah. Um, I guess thinking more, just thinking more intuitively and responding to more, um, Kind of developing my visual language on an abstract level i guess okay all right well that's sounds like it's a tremendous plus and for you for sure or for anyone who uh, would have delved into that and went to that school or who goes to an art school and for anyone listening who's thinking about going to art school what are some of the benefits that you would say what you have uh, experienced at going to art school um well like I, I i think well the biggest benefit was like i just said like um learning mm -hmm. how to think more intuitively about my creative process um but i mean you know being with other artists is also mm -hmm. the big benefit you know the biggest benefit that i had like the biggest way that i benefited was just from working at school all the time not, you know, taking my projects home and doing them at home. That's what I did a while at the beginning because, you know, everything was new and, you know, it's a little, it's, it's sometimes hard. It's hard to make art um, 
in an environment where you're not comfortable. Yes. Because there's a certain vulnerability in, in when you make art because, you know, there's when when people can see what you're working on before, you know, it, it, you're done or because um, your art is, you know, it comes from you. It comes from. Yeah. Um, Very personal. Yeah. So it's it's. Yeah. So in the beginning, it can be hard to work in a new environment, but I think once you get comfortable and um, being around your creative peers, I mean, it helps you, one, it helps you not feel alone. Because I think, especially when you're young, it's easy to feel like you're alone as an artist. Um, right. So if you can have those friends, that support group around you. And also, I mean, when everybody's being creative, it also just, I mean, you feed off the energy Right. when somebody's working on something and they're trying something new and and then you know people can go over and be like you know oh that's really cool i didn't know that you know especially when you know that person what they usually do and you can see that they're doing something that's outside of what they usually do and it's actually very interesting then it sort of gives you the energy to be like well i should try something outside the box for me now right and, um and everybody gets excited over that and uh, it's just, um, it's, it's an environment that um, rewards going outside the box, I guess. Yeah, well, that is great because some, sometimes there's a debate about it, whether or not people should go to art school or not. And so I, I wanted to get that perspective. And um, uh, some people are self-taught, some people decide to go. And it, I guess it depends on the, per- the person, the, the, the personality you know, um, whomever it is and what they want out of their experience. And so what you're saying is for, for especially for a younger person uh, to go for it. It, it um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely awesome. um, got exposure to more, a lot more art <laughs> in art school than I would have if I didn't go, I guess I can say that for sure. Like, yeah. um, and it helps you to sort of develop a taste art as well because it's not i find art well i mean there's lots of different kinds of art i should say like fine art Mm -hmm. isn't sort of readily available easily i guess to the average person other than maybe on like on social media um but there's so much and uh i guess he you don't get to hear about you don't get to get that firsthand experience of seeing it made, you know, when, when you have your peers around you working, right. you get, get to know their creative process. And that, that, that really helped me too. Um, sort of seeing my peers work and seeing their creative process and taking things from that. Um, but, you know, um, I just, I, yeah, I got exposed to a lot more, outside the box <laughs> kinds of art and kinds of ways of thinking about art and making art. Uh, Much more immersive experience to, to uh, have to be in the school and to be surrounded by it all the time. And yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a good time. You don't get to see art in person very often in uh, I think in your regular life. Maybe if you have a gallery nearby you can go there every so often. But um, 
Like, it's not like music, I don't think, where it's just so... Well, you know, it, it's about about perspective, because to be honest, you can find art in basically everything. It depends on how you're looking at life and what lens you're looking at life with. Because, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, there is fi- fine art and there are paintings and, and sculptures. Yeah, yeah. But, but the, the beauty of art is the outdoors. It's a butterfly. It's flowers. Uh, it's a building. Uh, you know, architecture is beautiful depending on what it is. And yeah, I guess it's all about perspective, but I definitely get where you're coming from. It's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I I agree with what you said there too. It's all, I mean, there's different kinds of art too. Like, I mean, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of fine art because that's what I see. Uh, Mm -hmm. But there's all kinds of different, um, you know, different genres of art and kinds of art that you can, that you find in different places. Yeah, this has been awesome. I I can go to that world and maybe visit the the world, the weirdos of another universe, and stay there for a week, and then come back to Earth. <laughs> I, I don't know. I think I'll have a good time. Maybe the what do you what's the piece called with the allergies? Um, eat some of the alien food and get an allergy. Yeah, the allergic <laughs> to alien food. That's the first video on uh, on my YouTube. Okay. Yes, and so Avery. It was great having you. Oh, thank you. Awesome. Uh, thank you for taking us on this journey to the weirdos of another universe and into your world as an artist. I uh, really appreciate you so much. Thank you, PC. It was great talking with you. guest artist Avery Gibbs today is Avery's birthday so yay happy birthday Avery send some love to him his information his contact information is in the show notes send him some love give him a follow follow the podcast and see you soon stay tuned